You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. And we sailed away from Philippi after days of unleavened bread and came unto them to Troas in five days, where we abode seven days. And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow and continue his speech until midnight. There is proof that the apostle Paul was a Baptist. He preached to midnight. It's amazing when you read Paul's letters, he'll say finally, but he never closes after the finally. He goes on a little bit longer. Uh, it's sort of like when a preacher says, in conclusion. In conclusion doesn't mean, ladies, you put your shoes back on because the conclusion takes a while. And he preached till midnight. And there were many lights in the upper chamber where they were gathered together. And there sat in the window a certain young man named Eutychus being fallen into a deep sleep as Paul was long preaching. He sunk down with sleep and he fell down from the third loft and was taken up dead. And Paul went down and fell on him and embraced him and said, trouble not yourselves for his life is in him. When he therefore was come up again and broken bread and eaten and talked a long while till the break of day, so he departed. And they brought the young man alive and were not a little comforted. I, I don't blame Paul, and I'm not really a long-winded preacher, but I never want Sunday to quit. I never want it to end. I, I'm enjoying tonight that there'll be a, what we call a hot dog fellowship. You don't have to stay for it if you don't want to, if it doesn't work out, it's not required. I just love those events. I can remember as a boy, just probably 15, 20 minutes from here, singing in that little building with no lights on, little lanterns we had. The church began in a barn. We went over to this building. I can remember singing, sitting next to my dad, me, my dad, my mother, my sisters. I enjoyed Sunday night so much. I enjoyed the singing in our church. We had a small little choir, and we sang. Oh, did we sing in our church. We had a few instruments playing. And then the pastor would stand and preach, and I think, I'm not liking this. It wasn't the message. It was the day was coming to a close. And I knew on Monday I had to go to a place I hated called school. I didn't enjoy school. Now, if I had a school like ours, perhaps I would have. I, I can remember singing, Oh, that will be glory for you. School days all ended. Yes. I think, why can't I have a school day that ends? Why do we have to go to school tomorrow? I'd like to stay in church. Paul was going to leave him, so he preached at midnight. And then when this incident happened with this boy, he stayed on till the morning. He just kept talking. Thank God for his people. And don't worry, tonight is not a long message but it's gonna take me a while to get airborne. And for this reason, I wanna paint the picture before us where we're going this evening. This morning was a Macedonian moment. 
I'll tell you what America needs right now. More than new government and more than more aid from the government, more than anything else. We need a special day moment. A special day. I'm not talking, though, it would be wonderful to have a revival tomorrow. I'm talking about every week there needs to be a one day, according to the Bible, that stands out greater than any other day of the week. And you know, if America get back to that special day I want to try to present to you tonight, we could see America come back to God. But we're going to have to get back to a special day. Did you notice what we are reading tonight? And upon the first day of the week, the first day of the week, a special day, the word first is very powerful in our society. There's First Street in nearly every city. There's First National Bank or First whatever it may be. In baseball, there's First Base. We call it First Class. We travel, perhaps that's kind of nice when you ever get to do that. There's First Aid. There's First Lady of a church or of a, a state or of a city or of a country. There's a First Language. First means this. Don't forget it tonight. It hinges on this. First means superior in rank. It means number one. Nothing else is more important. It's number one. It's the highest. It's the chief. One, first means chief. It means honor. And when God says the first day, we'll see in the Bible tonight, it's the first day, it's the honor day, it's the chief day, it's the number one rank day of the week. Stadiums used to be closed. I said it last Sunday night on another subject, I will not reiterate it, other than to say in this area, gas stations were not open on Sunday. I lived here, I know about the area. The gas stations were not open. Uh, the grocery stores were not open. I know in 66, I got my first job at the grocery store. Grocery stores were not open prior to that, and they just started to try to open up. And grocery stores and gas stations, eateries, we only had really one in town. We had Bobo's, six hamburgers for a dollar over there, which is now Fremont Boulevard. We had the Cloverdale Creamery. You didn't go to the Cloverdale Creamery and get ice cream or got milk or got anything like that nature on Sunday because they're closed. We had a hardware store. It was closed. We had a lucky store. It was closed. We had the banks. Of course, they are still closed. I'm talking about the fact that J.C. Penny was not open on Sunday and Sears was not open on Sunday and Montgomery Wards was not open on Sunday and you could not buy tires on Sunday. I'm talking about it was shut down. You read some of the baseball scores in a, uh, at Major League Baseball. When they began to play, they began to play on Sunday afternoon at one o'clock after church and by five o'clock they had to be done. That's why some of those scores ended in ties. Sunday was a holy day and not a holiday. Sundays was not a day to fill stadiums, arenas, play. Sunday was God's day. And America has rejected God. 
And we are in trouble not because of the Democrats and not because of the Republicans and not because of the Supreme Court and not because of our governors. We are in trouble because we build great, beautiful church buildings and then we close them down except for one hour on Sunday morning. The first day, I'm coming to you on the subject of number one rank in the Bible. We have things like the firstborn. We have in the Bible, the first fruits. And the God says, you bring the first fruits. We have the first house and Haggai, as they, they looked and saw the first house compared to the second. We have him that was without stone, let him cast the first stone. You're, you're, you're finding all the sins in everybody else, but if you want to cast some stones, you, 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 you have no sin, then you go ahead and cast the first stone. But Jesus said, you can't do it. There's the first man in the Bible called Adam. There's the first uh, 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 commandment, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. The second is like unto the first, Matthew 22, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The Bible speaks about Andrew first findeth his own brother. You know when you get saved, who you ought to go try to find is your own family your relatives, get them on in. There's the first commandment. There's the judgment. It must begin first at the house of God. First in rank, first in priority. They were first called, Acts eleven twenty six. first called Christians at Antioch. The first works, Revelation 2, 5. Revelation 2, 4, not only the first works, but the first love. There's 401 first in the Bible. 401 times God tells us this is first. Matthew in chapter 28. Now as it began to dawn upon the first day of the week came Mary Magdalene and the other Magdalene to the sepulcher where they had laid him. And the Bible said he is not here. He is risen as he said. When did they come? The first day of the week. There's something important about that first day. It's called Resurrection Sunday. And we, we, we come to church on the resurrection. Why? We acknowledge the fact that he died, he was buried, but he conquered death, he arose. Thank God for the resurrection. I think back in John chapter 20, a few weeks ago, I spoke about that first day. It was not this message, but there was a disciple missing that day. His name was Thomas. He doubted, and they said Jesus showed up the first Sunday. First Sunday, he showed up, and Thomas wasn't there. But the Bible says eight days later, he was there. The second Sunday, he got to the house of God. I want you to know tonight, I'm coming to you on the first day. The Bible says upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store as God has prospered him. If you remember in high school or in college, you studied Voltaire. Voltaire was a, I can remember studying him in college. Voltaire was a heathen. He was an atheist. He hated God. He was born in 1674. He died in 1778. And Voltaire, who on every front tried to make sure that people would deny God and outlaw God and anything he could do to degrade God in the sight of mankind, Voltaire said this, and I quote, I can never hope to destroy Christianity until I destroy the Christian Sabbath day. Now I know we're not worshiping on Saturday, but it used to be called Sabbath day worship. And so he said, I cannot destroy it till I destroy the Sabbath day, the Sunday when we worship. This society 
We have surrendered this society. We surrendered the church to this society. Our music reflects the society in most of our churches. Our performance reflects the society. Our, our little encounter groups reflect the society. We're dropping Sunday school for our connection groups. We're dropping Sunday night for every which item. We're dropping Wednesday night. We're dropping the teaching of the Word of God. And we say to people, let's build this new building. And we build buildings for one hour a week. Rent a building. The first day is so very important. I think of the number of churches in America. I want you to hear this and hear it very carefully. We live in what is called the Silicon Valley. It wasn't called the Silicon Valley. Even when we began this church, it was called the Santa Clara County. This county has in it a place called San Jose, the 10th largest city in America. There's one million people in San Jose. There's two million people in our county. But we have 785 churches in this county. In the greater Bay Area, we have nine million people. In California, it was 40 million. We're losing some. Thank you, Governor. But in California, we have 25,558 churches. Brother Romero, we have 25,558 churches. Don't you think? If the preachers got on fire for God, Brother Nolan, 25,000 of them, 25,000 on Sunday morning for Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and preach the Word of God. But the, the big thing during COVID, we're under such stress, 46% of us as preachers have thought about quitting the gospel ministry. If you thought about, I know we've all had tension, but preacher, man of God, if you want to get out, get out. Because you probably should have never got in. I know people get old and I know things get feeble and I know things happen. I know those things. But when 46% and actually 27% actually quit, no wonder why our churches are a mess. No wonder our nation is a mess. We have stopped going to church in America. All right, let me give you this number. There are 335 million people in America. Now you think of that number, it's not really a billion like China, but 335 million people in America. But we have 380,000 churches. I've been in Washington, D.C. many times. But you know, Washington, D.C. has more Baptist churches than you can shake a stick at. They're everywhere. But they're closed. I've done a little study. I don't know how to use a computer. You know that. I have one thing on my phone called Wikipedia. And I don't have much that I can go down very far of the road on that. It's deliberate set up there. I don't want to have all that. And I don't know how to use a computer, so people have to do a lot of studying for me if I need numbers. 
But I took a look and sure enough, my phone told me, you know, in Santa Clara, we have about 135,000 people. And to my knowledge in this city, I might be, I hope I'm wrong, but in my knowledge, the best I know, the best I figured, I've studied the thing, there's not another Baptist, not, not another church open in Santa Clara tonight. I hope I'm wrong. I hope somebody can say there's one. But we shouldn't have just one open. Do you know in San Jose, California, right over here, one million people, as far as I know, there's only one church open. There may be more. I don't think so. I, I've gone to the website on my phone, and most of them say Sunday morning, that's it. If you look them up tonight, they'd say closed, closed. That's the word it comes. Closed, closed, closed. You know, if you go to, uh, to Sun Sunnyvale, California, 155,000 people. Do you know there's not, as far as I can see, a church open tonight in Sunnyvale? And Mountain View has 84,000 people. There's not a church open, to my knowledge, in, in Mountain View. Do you realize in Palo Alto, there's not a church open tonight? In East Palo Alto, there's not a church open. Do you realize in Redwood City, California, there's not a church open? In Redwood City, in San Mateo, California, there's not a church open. In Millbrae, there's not a church open. Do you realize tonight in Burlingame, there's not a church open? Do you realize that in South San Francisco, there may be one church open? Do you realize in San Francisco, there may be one that I know of that may be open? Do you realize in Nevada, 100,000 people, there's not a church open tonight? Do you realize that if that's going up that way, Petaluma, if you go that way, now let's go up this way. Do you realize that in Morgan Hill, I believe there's one church open tonight. In Gilroy, there might be one tonight. Do you realize that tonight, as you go from here, Fremont, there's one to my knowledge that's open tonight. And in Hayward, as far as I know, there's not a church open. There may be, uh, uh, might be a Presbyterian. I don't, I don't know. I'm talking about there's no light in this area. I'm talking about Pleasanton. There's one church open tonight. I'm talking about Livermore. I think there's one. I'm not sure. Do you know that in Danville, as far as I know, there's not a church open or Dublin tonight? Do you know that in Concord, there was one open on the Sunday morning? I don't believe they're open on Sunday night. Do you realize that in Walnut Creek, there's not a church open? Do you realize that you go city after city after city after city after city? And guess what? Churches are closed on Sunday night, the first day. Oh, I tell you what, we've got to get rid of Biden. No, you don't have to get rid of Biden. You've got to get rid of Christians that maybe are not Christians. Christians need to get right with God. This day doesn't belong to you. This day belongs to God. So here's Paul. He's preaching. Got them together on that first, first day. We've been here 46 plus years. I've made a lot of mistakes in my ministry. Perhaps the grievous, biggest, grievous mistake in my heart was several years ago when Christmas fell on December 25th, a Sunday. We had a great Sunday morning service. And I said, tonight, what I want to do, it's rare, I've never done this before. I want you to spend time with your families. It's a regret of my ministry. In 46 years, I closed one time on Sunday. I wish I had not done it. Christmas is on Sunday this year. Uh, by the way, if no one's here, I'm having a candlelight service by myself. And can I tell you what it's probably going to be like on Christmas night in this place? It's probably going to be jam-packed. I'm talking about the fact we better get back to church on Sunday. Making not only church Sunday morning, Sunday night, but all day our concentration is on the things of God.
There's a man by the name of Henry Ford. And you know who Henry Ford was. He got excited because he was making so much money and producing these Model T's. And so he beefed up the, 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 the chain line and all of a sudden he had seven days a week. He announced, I'm cutting back Sunday. We're not working Sunday. It wasn't because he was some godly Christian. He said, here's what I'm finding. My workers are getting sick. And I want you to get healthy. They say leather is better if it's used six days a week instead of seven. Tonight, we better have to get to a point where we realize that Sunday historically was even a great day, uh, the whole entire day on Sunday in America. In 1850, the rail system in Boston, if you were not with a, if you did not have a letter that stated, I am going to church, you could not ride the rail cars on Sunday in Boston. We've come a long way, haven't we? Do you realize that the Wright brothers, the Wright brothers went to Spain. They shipped their plane there. The world had heard about the Wright brothers and their plane that was flying. And the Wright brothers went to Spain. And when they got to Spain, the king of Spain said this, and I quote, tomorrow, which is Sunday, you will be demonstrating to our country your plane. And the Wright brothers wrote back to the king of Spain as guests, and they said this, we will not fly on Sunday, King. It violates our training and our upbringing. Do you realize that General Grant went to France, Paris, France, and the president said, we invite you tomorrow, Sunday, to the horse races. And I quote to you, President, uh, uh, General Grant said, Mr. President, in accordance to my country, you're speaking of the United States, and to the spirit of my religion, I will not be in attendance with you at the horse races, but rather I'll be in God's house. Do you realize that President McKinley was invited when he was in Tennessee to a great function that was gonna be on Lookout Mountain? If you've ever been there, I, I was at Dr. Lee Robertson's house on Missionary Ridge, and he was a great preacher in Chattanooga, and, and I saw there, and I saw down below in that valley was his college at the University of Tennessee Temple Schools Bible College, and I saw his great church, and across the way I said, what is that range over there? He said, that's Lookout Mountain. And Lookout Mountain was having a festivity, a tremendous centennial, and President McKinley was said, you will, they said, we, we invite you to this special, opportunity to see at Lookout Mountain. He said, no, sir, because this president doesn't go sightseeing on Sunday. You see, historically, we had people that valued Sunday. President-elect Zachary Taylor was scheduled to be inaugurated on March the 4th, which was a Sunday. And he said, I refuse to usurp anything over God I will not be installed and inaugurated on Sunday. Your Bible, upon the first day of the week. The first day does not belong to you, it belongs to God. 
Stop getting all, stop getting this all wound up. You know, let me, let me, as Christians, if the first day belongs to God and we have such a hard time with Adam, what was Adam's problem? There was one first, that, that tree, right? Just one tree, one tree. It was highest in rank, one tree, one tree. And God says, you can have all the trees, but don't take that one. And we fault Adam for a sin. Well, what are we doing with Sunday? And I know I'm preaching to the choir. You're here tonight. And I know on the internet around the world, I'm preaching to the choir because you've been in church, Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and now you're home on different time zone and you're watching church. My goodness, you must be a fanatic. Thank God for you. But never let anything take the place of Sunday. Upon the first day of the week, God, God, there's one day, that there, first day, it makes it very clear what that day is. The first day is resurrection day. It's superior in rank. Sunday's more important than Monday. It's God's day. We're doing everything possible on Sunday. Sunday's not a holiday. It's a holy day. It's a day we reserve for God. The Bible says here, Paul was preaching upon the first day. I find the day is so important. I find the disciples, you see them there? The first day of the week when the disciples came together. I know how to express it to you. It's probably the same for you. John and Ashley, what are you doing sitting over there? You belong over here. You people that scoot around on me, he had surgery. I think you got your leg propped up over there. I, got, I keep my eye on you folks. I can't see very much, but I can see that. Welcome to church, John. You should have stayed home, got well, but I guess Sunday means something to you too. But nonetheless, the disciples gathered again. I, I tell you, I, I know, I, I love Sunday. Now there's a hot dog fellowship. And tonight, I want to counsel with you, but Brother Cooper and Brother Everson have asked if they can take all the counsel after church, so you just meet with them in here. They'll talk to you because I'm going out. I always get lashed out there. I never get a hot dog, and I love you folks, but I don't love you enough to miss the hot dog. But almost any given Sunday night, I'm sitting here, and old brother Chuck, Chuck Flood, who sang here with his brothers and sisters in the quartet, Chuck's back there, security, waiting for us to leave. We're the last to leave. We just hang out. We love gossip. We just love hearing all the gossip. We love talking to God's people. I love talking to those little kids. I, I, I watch these little kids, and I mean, they come in from the preschool and the service they're in right now, and they'll, they'll stand right here on the first step and say, Pastor, watch what I can do. And they jump off one step. Oh, that doesn't scare me. But they get up here, and it scares me to death. And then they get up here. And then they get up here. And I, I said, no, I don't think so. And their dad, oh, it's the dad, not the mom. He can do it. And then they get up here. <laughs> oh, he, it'll be okay. It's not okay. I'm having the big one. And then, then they get up here. And then Landon Treber gets up here. And he jumps all the way down. I'm telling you, you people are killing me with your kids. I love being around God's people. I love telling you that story of Grandma Marina down here, 96 years ago. I love, I love every Sunday morning I try to sit down and just say a word to her and talk to her. 
I, I love that lady. I mean, 96 years of age and loves church. I told her out there when we were out there in the cold and the tents and the drive-in and freezing cold. I, I was out there and I said, now, Grandma, you don't, you don't, you don't have to come. She doesn't like Grandma. She likes Auntie. Auntie, you, Aunt Grandma sounds too old. She goes, I said, it's too cold. You don't have to be out here. You're 95 years of age. She goes, I'm coming. I'm not missing church. I want to be in church. One day she stumbled on those steps and some of you were there and she fell a little bit and caught herself and all that and we picked her up. She goes, I said, let's get you. I'm, not, I'm going to my tent right now. I'm going to go sit in my tent. I love being around the people of God. I love being around the babies, the children. I love being around the elementary, the junior high, the high school, the college age. I, I love being around the people of God. Fellowship so wonderful. I, I could not go to church. Last one in, first one out. The disciples were there. They were gathered. The day was special. It was the first day. The disciples were there. The followers of Jesus. The devotion was there. And they came. The disciples were there together to break bread. The breaking of the bread was what Jesus instituted in the Lord's table, Matthew 26. And I want you to see, and I close, the delivery was there. What was the delivery? He preached unto them. You dear pastors are listening. God bless you. And I know it's been hard. I know all that with COVID and all that. I know that. God bless you. But let's not become seminar teachers. God's word says he has chosen the foolishness of preaching. Preaching is that word, keruk, that means to lift your voice and herald and declare with authority. Well, I don't want to offend you folks, but I just want to suggest, no. No, you don't, that's not preaching. Preaching is saying, thus saith the Lord. John the Baptist is a good illustration of preaching. Elijah was a great illustration of preaching. The, 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 Paul was a great uh, illustration of pre preaching, speaking with authority. I've gone to all this. Now, if you'll notice in your notes today, I thank God for teaching. I thank God for Sunday school. But friend, I, the, I tell you what this country needs right now is preaching. I tell you what this country needs is fellowship around the house of God. We're fellowship around COVID. Everybody, ha! Ah, I got COVID. Ah, I got COVID. We never grew up in a society where you had to announce all your problems. And I know the government wants you to, yeah, I got COVID. Gotta tell everybody. You know, I won't get off on that. And so we look at this text as well. I don't believe in all this Sunday night stuff. Well, most empty vessels don't, preachers. If you don't have anything to say, you're not going to want to have church. I love my people. For all these years, I've preached all the services, and i preach elementary chapel and high school chapel and college chapel. But I've enjoyed Wednesday night having another preacher preach to me. Recently, Brother Everson preached, my goodness, what a blessing. We got men out preaching tonight. And I don't mind letting them preach and sitting here and listening. 
But I don't want to die out old 50 years from now and say, I, I, didn't, I, I stopped going to church. We raised our kids. It's over. Don't need to go to church anymore. There's a longing in this heart to get to the house of God. God's word says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, as you see the day approaching. You know, tonight I, I look at where we're not too tired to stay and watch sports and play games and go to stadiums and so, well, I, I, I'm, I'm tired. Here's one that's out these days. I think a lot of church hurts the family. Where do you get that stuff? The church, I think, is responsible for the country collapsing. Because God's word says, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, then will I hear from heaven. Our country could have revival and it really should start on a Sunday. If all 380,000 churches on Sunday, next Sunday, were dedicated to church, I'm talking about getting a choir going, singing special music, preparing the buildings, preparing the property, preparing Sunday school lessons, preparing preaching, getting ushers there, getting security people there, getting nursery workers there, getting internet people there, getting sound system people there. And if all of us put our effort into Sunday, 380,000 pastors and 380,000 churches that are filled with people, you imagine what could happen in one Sunday and a man of God has the touch of God, the spirit of God, the power of God, a message from God, and he stands up and preaches the word of God and the saints of God hear it and they come forward at the invitation that is given and get right with God on a Sunday and are sent out to their cities and their areas. You know, we might just get a church open in Sunnyvale and in Santa Clara. And we might get a church open in Hayward and we might get a church open in Palo Alto and Redwood City and San Mateo and in Burlingame and Millbrae and San Francisco, South San Francisco and Petaluma, on and on and on. But our churches are built and they're beautiful, but they're empty. It grieved me. I looked again this afternoon. I, I, I didn't know I had that ability to see that. And I said, closed, closed, closed. Open Monday morning from nine until three or whatever for just business hours, closed. It's men like me that have failed our cities. Thank God for the fact that this church is going to keep her doors open and preach the word. Let's stand together, please. Sunday. Sunday is such an important day. Shame on us for shutting the churches. 50 states, if we just got 1,000 churches, 50,000 churches out of the 300, if we just got 50,000 churches next Sunday to have Sunday morning, Sunday night, Sunday school. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.